So this morning, I want us to go to the book of Numbers. Numbers chapter 13, verse 26. It says, and they, went, and they went and came to Moses and to Aaron and to all the congregation of the children of Israel and to the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Okubala kumina sato kufakwa mkaga. Nebatuka, nebajeri musa, neri alon, neri echibina chona. Echaba nabaisi dairi mudungu, eri apalani ekadesi. Nebabadiza ebigambo, nechibina chona, nebabalaga ebibarebiensi. And they told him and said, we came unto the land whither thou sentest us. And surely it flow, flow with, with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Bambu lida neva gambanti, tuatu kamunsiji watutuma, erama zima, ekuru kutana mata, no mubisigwenjuchi, erabinu, biyabiabiayo. Nevertheless, the people be strong that dwell in that in the land, and the cities are walled and every and very great. And moreover, we saw the children of the Anak there. And the Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, and the Hittites and Jebusites, and the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell in by sea and by the coast of Jordan. Amelechi atula munsi eyobuchiko wadio, no mukiti, no muyebusi, no mamori, batula kunsozi, no mukana ni atula kumpi nenyanja, era kulubalama loyoludani. And Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Kalebuna sirisa abantu umasoga musa nagamba antituambuke mangwago tujirie kubanga tuyinza dala okujiwangula. When you look at the report of the these other spies, botunulira report yaba kesiba na balala, where we know they went 12, ngatuchimainti bagenda 12, Joshua and Caleb brought a a positive report. That ten came with a negative report. Look at their words. And what they saw. They only saw cities that are walled. They only saw the children of Anak. They only saw the Amalekites. They only saw the Hittites. They only saw the Jebusites. And the Amorites. And they only saw challenges. And problems and obstacles. But they didn't see the opportunity. They didn't see the blessing that dwelt there. 
They didn't see the gold that had brought them from the land of Egypt. That was with them. But Caleb when he stood to give his report. The words that came from his mouth. First he stilled the people. And then said. Let us go up at once and possess it for we are well able to overcome it. He was so anxious. He was so hungry for it. He cannot wait. He want to see him his foot there. He went to see his possession. He said, let us not even waste time. Let us just move. It's getting late. And we possess it. For we are well able But the man, the man that went up with him said... We be not able to go up against the people. For they are stronger than we. Can you imagine? They are stronger than we. He is measuring his strength with their strength. But he should have measured, they should have measured the strength of the enemy with the strength of their captain. Because all the obstacles they had overcome to that point. They were great obstacles. They are more or they were more than what they had witnessed in the land of Canaan. Pharaoh was greater than all those tribes that are seen there. The Red Sea was more was greater than the world cities. It's not their strength that overcame those obstacles. It was the strength of Jehovah. They only stood still and saw the salvation of God. Now they are taking off their eyes from that God. And they're looking at the shoulders and the height and the muscles of the enemy. Comparing with theirs. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that saw it, that we saw in it are men of 
a great teacher. And there we saw the giants, the sons of Anak, which came up of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. Chapter 14 verse 1 says, And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept that night. And all the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron. And the whole congregation said unto them, We would go that we had died in the land of Egypt. All would go we had died in this wilderness. Wherefore has the Lord brought us unto this land to fall by the sword that our wives and our children should be a prey? Were it not better for us to return into Egypt? And they said one to another, let us make a captain and let us return into Egypt. Then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation of the children of Israel. As Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephthah, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes. And they spake unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we possess, we passed through to, re- to search it. It is an exceeding good land. If the Lord did light in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it us a land which floweth with milk and honey. Nebabulide chibina chona echabana ba isudaidi ngabogeranti. Ensije tuwa itamu okujiketa. Nsinu njinyo. Mukamo wanga tusanyukira. Kare alitu yinzisa monsomo era najituwa. Ensi ekulukuta na mata na umubisi kwenjuchi. Well, this is a long Good reading, you can be seated, but then if you wish thereafter you can continue reading what happened. This was a very sad moment and it grieved the heart of God terribly and he made a very strong 
tough decision. You imagine people want to go to Egypt. The Egypt that had been ruined by the wrath of God. Pharaoh and his chariots. The chariots all perished and the armies of Egypt perished. But they are talking of going back there. And apologize. Why they had to live and be slaves forever. What a paradox. And they had forgotten the Lord God who delivered them. And when it reached that level, God could not stomach that anymore. This is the place called Kadesh Bania. To God, enough was enough. He said, I cannot bear you any longer. I have proved beyond reasonable doubt that I'm with you. I have proved my might. I have proved everything. When they, you didn't have water, I gave you water. I've given you manna. Angels' food. The pill of fire is leading you. And a cloud by day. I've opened the Red Sea for you. I've done all wonders that the world has never seen before to prove to you my power. This is enough that I've showed you to raise your faith. To believe me for all things are possible. But still, no lesson has entered. You still unbelievers, regardless of all that you have seen, and your confession is unbelief. You're only looking at the dangers, at the enemy. You are elevating, you are exaggerating the enemy in his power. And you're seeing doom. Therefore, the doom that you're seeing, you're going to follow in it. You've talked of your children that they are going to perish in the wilderness. It is now your children that I'm allowing to go into the promised land. It is now your children that I'm allowing to leave. But this this whole generation that has seen the power, the miracles, and still has failed to believe, I will destroy it in the wilderness. All of you, you're going to perish. But your young children are the ones that will enter. And Joshua and Caleb, Joshua and Caleb, for them I will spare. 
They will enter the promised land because they have a different spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. They have a spirit of faith, a spirit of courage. Those I will spare. And they will enter the promised land. Hallelujah. What a reading. What a story. But uh, nothing has changed much. People believe God. They, they talk of what he did. But they don't want to take the example of what he did. To believe him for today. Brother Bram said, Brother Branham, don't talk about what he did and what he will do but they cannot take and believe him for today. That he is going to do the same today. You see the devil doesn't fear a faith of people who believe him tomorrow and yesterday. He did wonders with Peter. He did wonders with Paul. He did wonders with Brother Brown. That is yesterday. He will do in the third pool. He will do. Time will come. Over one of these days, time will come. You see, that is a God who is far. He's far in the history. He's far in the future. The devil does not fear that. And there is a saying that tomorrow never comes. Because tomorrow there will be a tomorrow of a tomorrow. Tomorrow will have a tomorrow. Therefore, when the tomorrow you are referring to comes, you will keep also referring to a tomorrow of, tom of, of that tomorrow. You remain weak. You remain cold. You remain fogged. You remain weakling and referring on a future that keeps extending. And you're getting old and old and older until you die before that tomorrow comes. The devil is not scared of that. The devil is scared of a man and a woman who can see, say the God who did it yesterday. He is going to do it now. And if there is a tomorrow, he will do the same. Hebrews 13, 8 says, Jesus Christ remained the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is, is, and tomorrow. Amen. That's why Caleb spoke these powerful words. Let us go up and possess it. Let us just do it now. Now. 
Let us move. Let us not wait for tomorrow. Let us move. The God who did the wonders yesterday. He's with us. That is now a true believer. That's the problem now around this message. We like and we prefer referring to the ministry of William Branham. We talk about the miracles performed in his meetings. That is 50 years ago. But we have failed to take a step of faith. We have failed to speak like Caleb. And Joshua. Let us move now. And take the same thing. And do the same miracles. And heal the sick. And pray for the cripples. And pray for the blind. And raise the dead. Let us move now. Now and do it. And possess it. Let us first now. Let us pray now until we see God in the reality now in our midst and in our lives. That's the problem. So we shall call this, we shall give this preaching a title. Let us go up at once and possess it. That is the title of this message. Let, we are speaking, we are saying it with Caleb. Let us go up at once and possess it. Last Sunday we talked about the promises of the bride. We said, we have become experts to Fusebakugu at look uh, at matching uh, the end time events with the scriptures. We say Tugamba it was said Chayogirwa the world will be wicked. It will be in the Sodom condition. It will be in the time of Noah condition. People will be very evil. There will be homosexuals. There will be immorality. There will be wickedness. And that is true. And the world council of churches will be there. And there will be famines and pestilences. And there will be earthquakes. And there will be rumors of wars. All that is true. But also, it does only, not only speak on one side of the book. There is, there is the other, the other page also that says that the bride of Jesus Christ will also be a super church. She will be restored and she'll be in the condition that she was at Pentecost. 
And a lot of power will be in her. And creepers will walk. And the blind will see. And the dead will raise. And missing limbs will be spoken back on people. And she will shake the world with the power of God. And she will speak the word. And it will be flashing like lightning. And it will stop nature. For the problem somewhere says that a brother will come to a brother and say, brother, my crops are burning. Because of the drought. And then the brother will say, I give you rain in the name of the Lord. And the rain will go and fall in the garden, in the plantation of this brother. Because the brother has spoken, I give you rain. They will speak like God said, let there be. His children will be in his stature. They will be in his stature. They will be speaking the word. And the word will be creating like their father speaks and his word creates. We are sons and daughters of God. And the Bible says the nature is traversed groaning desiring to see the, the manifestation of the sons of God. We are not talking about religious sons of God. We are not talking about halots who have a second name called Christian name. We are not talking about drunkards and robbers and corrupt government of and reverence and bishops that have a second name calling themselves Christians but with the character of the devil. We are not talking about that. What they claim. We are not talking about religious sonship or child Childship of God. In a religious way. We are talking about really children of God. Born children of God. Born by the incorruptible seed of God. Born of the pure word seed. Born of the spirit of God. Sanctified blood washed. Filled with God's power. Walking in the spirit. Living in the spirit. That's what we are talking about. Who bear the very image of God. Praise God. That's what we are talking about. Now the Bible says nature is groaning, travailing, desiring to see the 
manifestation because one time nature witnessed a son of God called Adam. Adam Adam was put here on earth to be the God of the earth and he controlled nature. He would speak the word and nature would obey would come to order when he spoke to the storms the storms listened and obeyed when he stopped, spoke to the waves they listened and obeyed when he stopped to the sea the sea listened and obeyed when he stopped to the lions and to the animals and to the insects and to the birds and to the reptiles they listened and obeyed there was good harmony but later on when sin set in children that were born they were corrupt children they didn't have the nature they didn't have the, the, the image of Adam they had the image of Satan but God promised that we shall be born again and by the spirit of God we shall be born and we be given power to become sons and daughters of God. And now, nature is desiring to see the sons of God again. The Bible why it calls Jesus the second Adam because Jesus was a the son of God, the very son of God, he bore the image of God, he spoke and controlled nature. When he spoke to the raging sea, be still, the sea stilled. And even his disciples wondered, so what kind of man is this that even the sea hears him? Because uh, you see, Praise God. I have a, a very tough dog at home. And it backs the most of the night when he sees anything trying to cross into his territory. But it doesn't matter how fierce and how much it's barking. When I call it, just uh, open the window and say, Ruddy. That's his name. It immediately keeps quiet. And it comes where I am. You see, it obeys me. It knows my authority. It knows I am the master. So, that is how nature obeyed Adam. That is how nature obeyed Jesus. That's how the raging sea obeyed him. When he said, become immediately as if it had ears as if it knows its name that I'm called sea and I've been told by the master to come it come they wonder and say what kind of man is this that even the sea hears his words and obeys. 
That is a son of God. That is how it used to be with Adam. And now the second Adam was demonstrating the same. Praise God. And now nature is desiring to come under that government again. And then the Bible says it was set under to be put under corruption. Meaning the people who are on earth today they are corrupt. So nature is not happy to be under that. But the Bible says it will be set at liberty. The, the glorious liberty of the sons of God. Remember, the sons of God will be ruling and controlling. That's why the Bible calls us kings and priests. We as kings, we have a domain. The nature, the principalities, and all the powers are under our control. It's our domain. So, Please, you see, people don't understand. You know, there is a good example that is coming to my mind. You had these uh, satanic movements around the world that are talking of uh, uh, women emancipation. A woman who is a Christian, who is born again, she's happy to be under the authority of the man. The Bible says the woman, the man is the head of his wife. And the Bible says he is the ruler of her. Now, a genuine woman who is born again, she is free as long as she is under the headship of the man. That's when she is free. But when she's not under that authority, she's not free. Because in this world, no man, no person is free. And no one is empty. Either full of the Holy Ghost or the evil spirits. You're either under the bondage of Satan or you're under the light and sweet yoke of God. Paul said, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ. So we are all prisoners. But it depends who you are prisoner is. My prisoner is Jesus Christ. My legs don't dance rock and roll. My mouth, my 
tongue don't taste alcohol. Because I'm a prisoner of the word of God. But also the drunkard is also a prisoner to the devil. So a woman who is a Christian. Her freedom is to be under authority of a man. Nature. Its freedom is to be under the rulership of the sons of God. That's why the Bible calls it the glorious liberty of the sons of God. But yet the sons of God will rule it. Will control it. Jesus ruled it. Adam ruled it. God put Adam here to rule it. And when it is ruled by the son of God it is at liberty. It is free. But when it is ruled by the children of the devil, it is in bondage. So a true Christian woman, when she is ruled by Jesus, in his word, and and she's under as a, a, a man, a godly man, she is under there. She is uh, she under his headship. And she is happy there. She feels security. She feels protection. And she feels free. She's free from fear. She's free from corruption. She's secure. And there, there is a freedom. But she's also under yoke. She's under bondage. She's bound to men. The Bible calls it bound. She's bound under a man. But that is a liberty. Because that's where God put her. Anything under the all in the place where God put it. It is free. And it can never seek to come out of that. Oh, praise God. Oh, I believe that's great inspiration. I believe that is great revelation that God has given us this morning. Freedom is not to be under, under no authority. And you're not answerable. There are people who don't belong to church. They don't want to be under any pastor. They say those are just men. Just men, men, men. Yes. God chose men to be leaders of his church. So if you are a genuine child of God, you are, you are protection. Your confidence, your security is to be under some authority. Your answerable to somebody that God gave you. 
God gave you a pastor. God said, I shall I will give you pastors. After my own heart. And you are only secure. You are only safe. You are only free. When you are answerable to a pastor. Who can ask you? Why are you dressed like that? Why are you not in service? Why are you behaving like that? That is your freedom. That is your security. Yes. Praise God. Now, that is a promise on the other side. Page. In the end time, the children of God are going to mature. The Bible says that a, ch- a son who is young differeth not from a servant. Yes. Your child, when he is still young, Though he is the hair of your farm. Though he is the hair of your house. Though he is the hair of all your wealth. But he is not different from a servant. There is nothing that he literally owns. That he has a power an authority over when he's still young. But when he grow old, he will rule everything. And he will own everything. So when the children of God are still young, they are possessors of all things, the heirs of all things, but they don't have a grip on them. The child cannot say, I'm going to sell that bull. Because they want to buy a bicycle. He cannot do that. But when he is mature, and now he's a hare, he can sell any animal he wants. He can sell any, the, he has the power, the overall. So even children of God, there is a season of maturity. That God set in his program. And that season is called adoption. And the prophet told us this is the this is the only age where children of God could be adopted. They could not be adopted in the time of uh, uh, in the time of Luther, 1500 AD. They could not be adopted in the time of Wesley. In the 18th century. They could not be adopted in the time of Pentecostals. 1906. But it is now. In these last days, after God has sent a messenger. 
to give them the message to prepare them to mold them into the image of God. This is the only season where children of God could be adopted to mature and be like their father and do the works of their father. So therefore as the world is maturing into what is prophesied against it. The life of homosexualism does not need to mature any father. It is matured ready for burning. It is even getting overgrown. It is getting beyond Sodom. Yes. So that page, its prophecies are mature. What about the prophecies? On the other page. The true church. And its condition. In the last days. It must be. It is here. Now the problem. We keep pushing things ahead. We say it will happen. It will be. No, this morning we are saying. By the authority of God's word. I'm saying. Let us go up at once. And possess it. Amen. There is a scripture that I want uh, uh, us to look at by a quote. Amen? Amina. Now, at Kadesh Bania, that's where they received the spies who came back with the fruits of the land. Sorry. They came with grapes. They came carrying fruits of the land as testimonies that the land is real. The land is there. The land is healthy. It is fertile. Look at this. So that's where they received them. Amen. Amen. And there, they were given a chance to make a choice. To stay in the wilderness. To go back to Egypt. Or to go forward and possess. The ten spies came with a message. And their preaching made people want to go back to Egypt. The two spies came also with a message. And their message was saying, let us go up at once and possess it. Whose report will you believe? Whose sermon will you follow? 
No. Kati. Having tested all the fruits of the land. They were supposed to trust God. To believe God. To pick all courage and all determination and move forward and fight for their inheritance until they possess it. That those fruits you have tested, now you own the plantations. And now yours. There is a difference between testing and possessing of the plantations. Where the grapes come from. There is a difference. There is a difference between testing on the Holy Spirit and receiving the Holy Spirit. There is a difference. The church speckled bad is at Kadesh Bania. Or the church of the bride. Wherever you are, know it that we are at Kadesh Bania. God has been gracious and he made us to test and we've tested and we've known that the Holy Spirit is here. He brings joy. He brings victory. He brings peace. He's real. He heals. We've seen some miracles here. Yes. We have seen some miracles here. Mighty healings in this ministry, in this church. We have seen that. But all that has been a testing so that we can move on now and possess. Hallelujah. Amen. And own it fully. Now I want us to I want now to read this quote and I will end with this. The prophet was asked. Uh, Brother Branham. Brother Branham. Please explain. Bambi Hebrews 6:4. To 6. Now it reads. For it is impossible for those who once enlightened. And have tested of the heavenly gift and we are made partakers of the Holy Ghost. And have tested of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come. If they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. 
nebagwa okubivamu techinzi kabo okubaza obujja olokwenenya ngabakomerera boka omulundo gwo kubira omwana wa katonda nebamukwasa ensonyi muruwatu aha that is the scripture it is impossible for those who were, were once enlightened they are not like a hindu siba hindu they are not like a muslim who doesn't know christ they are not like a hindu who's worshiping some idol in such a total darkness they're not like these sinners walking on the street. When those sinners go on and they're carrying on and drinking, stealing, committing adultery, they are sinners. They're in the darkness. But now, these people were enlightened. And also, they tested of the Holy Ghost. They tested. And they tested of the good word of God. They have tested all that. And then after all that, they fall away. Then the Bible says, it is impossible. It's not saying it is difficult. You know, if it's difficult, difficult can be overcome. But it is impossible to renew them again. It's possible. Praise God. For such people, he says, uh, if they shall fall away, renew them again unto repentance. Seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God and put him to an open shame. Now the prophet is asked, explain that scripture. Now he starts saying, now, now, that looks like from the way that you are reading it there that a man could receive the Holy Ghost and then backslide and be lost. But it is impossible for him to do it. It is impossible for someone to receive the Holy Spirit and he falls Nabula. and he gets lost. Have you heard that? There is a very great point that people miss. They have other quotes that they quote. They quote them to water down the emphasis of receiving the Holy Spirit. To weaken it. They say, you can get the Holy Spirit a hundred times every day and you get lost. They quote, but they don't look at it keenly. Because there is a testing. Testing also you have received. The Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you test. That is the Holy Spirit that you can receive. And you backslide and get lost. 
But someone who has really received. A child of Israel. Who has eaten of the grapes at Kadesh Banya. Enjoys the same way. With the one who has eaten it when he's in Canaan. But the difference is. This one has just tested. But he has not possessed the plantation. But the other one who has crossed. And he fights the Hittites. And he fights the Hivitites. And he chases them away. And he owns that field. And he owns that plantation. He eats of the grapes that are from his field. He owns it. So you can possess the Holy Spirit. You own him. Grieve not the Spirit of God. Ephesians 4.30 By which you are sealed until the day of redemption. But there are some who test it. And when you test it, you can speak in tongues. You can even roll. You can even shout. You can get the very very sweetness and the very blessings that the one who possesses it receives. Don't tell me the spy who eats all these ones, the people who come, who tested it at Kadesh Baniya. That their grapes failed Different. Tested different. From the grapes across. But at the same test. But the difference is. One owns, possesses. But they are there. They didn't possess. That's the difference. Now there are many people who have tested the Holy Spirit. We have tested the miracles. We have tested the wonders. He has come in our midst. And he has touched us. And we have shouted and rejoiced and and under the same imprints of the Holy Spirit. It is the real Holy Spirit. But where are you enjoying it from? All in Canaan. Have you wrestled? Have you fought? With the Hivites and the Canaanites? Have you driven them away? Have you killed them? That you occupy that vineyard? Or some spy has picked some for you. 
Now the prophet said, Gamba. But he said, uh-huh. Now, now, Kati, that looks like from the way that you are reading it, there. that a man could receive the Holy Ghost and then backslide and be lost. But it is impossible for him to do it. In other words, a man cannot receive the Holy Spirit. And then he backslides and he gets lost. It is impossible. It is impossible. That one, we can support the argument with every quote and every scripture. You have also your quotes that you misunderstand. But we are standing on a very firm ground to prove by the word of God that a man who has received the Holy Ghost like they received in the upper room he cannot go to hell. He cannot backslide. He cannot get lost. If he if he backslides, he will not get lost. He will go to heaven. He has eternal security. We know he can backslide. But the prophet told us, if he backslides, God will correct him. If he does not, straighten, he will warn him. If he does not straighten, he will whip him. If he does not straighten, he will cut his life short. But he cannot lose him. He has eternal security. Grieve not the spirit of God, the Bible says. By which ye are sealed until your day of redemption. So here he has said, he cannot. It is impossible for him to do it. He can't do it. If he did, Christ lied. See? It is impossible for those who was enlightened. Now, watch here. What is he speaking to? He's speaking... Uh-huh. Mm. Uh huh. direct translation. You'll miss it. Mm. What is he speaking to? He's speaking to those borderline Jews. He never said a man being filled with the Holy Ghost. He said if he has tested the word of God. Now let me just give it in a parabolic so that you will see and you won't, won't miss it now. Now he's writing to these Jews. Some of them are borderline believers. Borderline. They are borderline believers today in the church. They are at Kadesh Baniya. Borderline. 
They lack the courage to go and possess. They don't want to repent. Hey. Borderline. A true believer has courage. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. What kind of a courage? When he hears the gospel. Brother Branham said somewhere. Do you want to apply the token? Then kick that television out of your house. And sweep your wardrobe. And throw away that deck of cards. And throw away that box of makeup. A real believer picks the courage when he hears the word of God. If it's a woman who has been putting on trousers, makeup, earrings, all the things, she will pick all those God cast it. Pants. She will not give them to neighbor. She will burn them or throw them away. He will come to the house and pick all the deck of cards and completely throw them out. He doesn't want anything to do with them. And then he or she will walk into the water and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And then she or he will stay on the knees. Repenting and correcting herself or himself of the past. And pleading to God. Please Lord. Fill me with the Holy Fill me. And that brother, that sister, sister will never leave the knees until she has received the power of the Holy Spirit. Not some joy. Just joy burning in the heart of no. Power of God will come on you and in you from God. It will enter your life and you will know that you have received the power You will walk from there knowing something has happened. It will be such a power in such a way that is so real that no theologian, no, nothing can explain it away from you. That is a real believer. That is not a make-believer now. That is a real believer. But a make-believer, he keeps hanging on the fence there. They are never in, they are never out. 
They keep the contact of that old boyfriend. Akasimuka boyfriend wolio mukade akasigaza. And they keep chatting. Nebasigalanga bachatinga. And they tell one another how they miss one another. You know now I can't have you. I'm I'm local, but you know I miss you. They are there, they are not in Christ. And they are not back to the faith they used to live in. They are there at the border. They don't want to surrender everything. She still has a wardrobe full of pandis. And suitcases. And once in a while. She puts them on. When believers cannot see her. She doesn't want to completely die. He still has the old music. Of the world. He still has the CDs. Of boogie boogie. Is boogie woogie? Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Leggy. Is a raga. He still has it. Doesn't want to completely die. He fears if he destroys them. He will need he may need it tomorrow. He may crave, he may desire it when it is out of reach. They don't want to break the bridges and say goodbye world. I will never see you again. I will never need you again. I'm going with Jesus. They keep hanging on the fence. Borderline believers. Let us continue here. Now we are going to leave this works and go on to talk about perfection. And uh, you've seen those people. They will stay around. They won't come in or go out. I didn't know what the, 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 the next paragraph. You've seen them. They'll not go out. They never come in. They appreciate the Holy Ghost. They'll come around. And maybe the Holy Ghost do something. And men they will get up and shout and jump up and down the floor about it. But they never want to receive it themselves. They are sympathizers. They are supporters. They are good fans of what is going on. No, no. Neda. And they will say, Oh, yes, that's good. Oh, I don't know about that now. See, see, see. Borderline believers. Just so close. Till they can test it. 
but yet they don't receive it. If you tell a Jew to test of the grapes of Canaan beyond Red Sea, you are asking too much. He cannot. But at Kadespania, it's very possible. He is too close. So these people, so they hang around. And they are so close. Until they can test. Now they hang around like that so long until after, well, until after a while. They completely away. I can call the names of many was at the tabernacle. Done the same thing. Fall away again to renew themselves unto repentance. There is no repentance for them. Oh, that's terrible. Though they just grieve the spirit away from them. They've been so closed. Brother Brown said you can quote if it were if he was to, to call names. Brother Brown Magama Singawa in the Branham Tabernacle. I feel the same. There are names that are fresh in my mind. That if I was to mention, do you remember so and so? Do you remember so and so, such and such a year? Do you remember so and so? He used to be here. He used to sing. He used to shout. He used to sing specials. She was a sister. You look serious. She looked serious. But time reached and she got to She was no longer fellowshipping and then later on we heard that she's now, she's now doing this and that. The Bible says like a dog goes back to have his vomits. And a, a swine that has been washed goes back to its wallow. That's what happens to them. You end up hearing his back in the wallows, in the vomits. That's what the word of God says. It's not Gideon speaking. That is Peter speaking. That it happened, it came to pass in their lives. That as the dog goes back, it vomits. And a, 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 a pig that has been washed has gone back its wallow. You end up hearing their wallowing. But when you remember the time they used to be here, they appeared like fellow Jews. I'm not talking about someone getting weak and does a mistake. That one can be encouraged and then he stands again and you continue on. But I'm speaking about backsliding completely. Bible The Bible said such people it is hard to renew them again unto repentance. If they do that, they've crucified the Son of God the second time. It will be better if they never even tested at all. 
Here if you would turn with me you don't have time I know but now but if you would turn to Deuteronomy first chapter and read it you'll get the same thing marking it down now Deuteronomy the first chapter now and begin at the 19th, the, the 19th verse and read through the 26th you'll find out now look after Israel what, what them people do they come to Kadesh Barnea oh I see something this tabernacle, this Pentecostal world is at Kadesh Bania right now. That's exactly right. Brother Nivel, we are at Kadesh Bania, the judgment seat of the world. And spies went out. Joshua said here now, I sent I sent spies, oh Moses rather, I sent spies 12 Twelve. One of one man out of uh, each one of your tribes. I sent them to spy out the land and bring back a report. And when they came back, there was nine out of every twelve. The, there were nine out of the twelve said. Oh, it's good land. But oh, mercy. We, we can't take it. Oh my. The Amorites are there. They will look like grasshoppers up The side of them. The armed men. There was a big. I wish we had died down yonder in Egypt. Instead of you bringing us out of here. But little old Caleb and Joshua. Jumped up there and quietened them said. We are more than able to take it. Yes, sir. There is one. Now look. What happened? Caleb and Joshua knew that God gave the promise of it. I don't care how big it is. How much the obstacles are. How high they are. How great they are. That don't have nothing to do with it. God said so. And we can take it. And you know they were the only two people that out of that two and a half million that ever crossed into the land. Because they held their faith in what God said to be the truth. Amen. Amen. The tabernacle right now stands at Kadesh Barnea. Let me say to you, brothers and sisters, those in the countryside, those in the city, those outside the country, those members of this church, we are standing at Kadesh Barnea. That's where we are. Look, them people were so close till they even tested the grapes out of the land. They eat the grapes. Caleb and them went over and brought back the grapes and them fellows pulled off some, some of it and ate them. 
Kale bunaba kese balabasa la nebagena nebaleta kumizabibweja. Aba mkwa wa nebajiriana ko. Oh, they are good. Eji woma. But we can't do it. Nete tusobola kuchikola. You are remembering the experiences. How you shouted. How you rolled. How you spoke in tongues. How you saw the pillow fire. How you saw angels. You are remembering those experiences. But where are you today? What life are you living? Are you walking with the Lord? Are you having the same experience? Are you having a victorious prayer life? Are you fasting and praying? And living in the word of God? And waiting for the coming of the Lord? They that have tested the good work of God have tested of the Holy Spirit seen the goodness of it tested of it tested of the word of God none of them may not even one of them ever was permitted to go over they perished in their own land here in the wilderness. They never went over. Yet they were too close enough to test it. But not enough grace and faith to take it. That's what it is. And now listen to you. To that dear person that wrote this letter. Let's just read the next verse. Watch just a minute. Watch Paul. Now let's read the seven. Praise God. You know, one of these days, the rapture is going to take place. And no matter of your testing of the Holy Ghost. You will be left behind. This is not a historical experience. I ever, I ever, I ever failed. I ever experienced. That is not good enough to change your body. If you are not living a life today that could write another book of Acts, the prophet said in the message, the oncoming storm, he said, take warning, for the earth drinketh in the rain that cometh often upon it. And bringeth forth herbs, meats for them to whom it is dressed. Receiveth blessings from God. But that which beareth thorns and prayers is rejected. And nay unto cursing whose end is to be burned. The earth drinketh rain and gives us food. But that which brings forth prayers sounds it's good for nothing but burning. Meaning sister 
No matter how much rain of the Holy Ghost, no matter how much anointing you have experienced, what are you bearing today? What has come of it? Thorns and prayers, jealousies, envy, meanness. Wickedness, immorality. What are you bearing? Earth. Earth. What are you bearing? Don't tell us of the testimonies and experiences of drinking the rain. But after drinking the rain, what has come out of you? What has come out of your soil? What are you bearing today? What use is it in the kingdom? How useful are you? What kind of fruits are you bearing? Though you've drunk rain. But the briars and the thorns you're bearing. All the jack, the black jack and whatever that you're bearing. Those things are not accepted in the kingdom of God. Those things will never enter in the kingdom of God. After the experiences that you're talking about, what kind of fruits are you bearing? Where you are in the lockdown, what kind of fruits are you bearing? What kind of fruits are you bearing? They say the nations that first locked down China, China, those countries. There are so many divorces. What is divorcing between husbands and wives? Because men can are not used to staying with their wives there. And men with their wives there. To see every conduct. Of their wives. So they get fed up. With them. You see a man goes very early. Goes to work. From there. He passes via drinking place. He comes back to sleep. He talks with a woman in 24 hours. Not even an hour. So that keeps them going. Regardless of their incompatible natures. But now they are together. 24-7. That's when they have to prove. Now, can that happen among Christians? Has it caused fusses and fights? Because you are staying with your wife all the time. Therefore, you are bitter and you are fighting. The longer I stay with mine, the more sweeter we become. That's how it's supposed to be. If you are longer you are staying with your wife in the lockdown, the more you are becoming disgusted. 
of one another. And then fight bitterness. No. Shame on you. What is coming out of, the, of that earth? But which brother bears thorns and prayers is rejected. It is nigh unto cursing. Whose end is to be burned. By your fruits you will be accepted or you will be rejected. Angels are monitoring. They are passing around. They are watching. Don't tell us of the anointing you experience. Don't tell us of the speaking tongues and the falling, the shouting and the crying that you had in church there. In Fort Porto Convention. In other conventions. Don't tell us of that. We want to see what you're bearing now. We want to see what you're bearing. And then you'll be rejected and sent for burning or you'll be accepted. Amen. Amen. He says, now watch. There was, there was this question here. And then we'll close. The thing liked to kill me for years. I went to a meeting one time where people were speaking in tongues. Let me read it first. Indiana, in Mishawaka, Indiana. Indiana, Mishawaka. Now, I'm before my own crowd. You had them people. Had them tell my life story. About the colored man that, I say, that said. Here he is. Here he is. Now I have told, told that. But the rest of it. I seen two men. One would give message. The other one interpreted. The other one would give message. The other one would interpret. Brother they were correct. Just there, I thought my goodness. I never seen anything like that. I said, I'm among essentials. I never seen anything. And uh, I sit back there as a little old preacher. Uh, and, but uh, uh, both men sometimes and shake their hand. I never seen such men in my life. They'd speak a, a message and the other one would interpret it. My mind was wonderful. One would speak the other interpret and they would just turn uh, chalky white when they would raise their hands up. They thought, oh my mind, we are where have I been all my life? This is the thing. I say my Pentecostals are right. That's exactly right. And ever since uh, much, but just what was right down around in here. Maybe a couple of women with a mission somewhere. And they would be fasting and one calling the other, Buzzard Rooster, and they know just like that kind of fasting one another. 
not disgrading uh, to the women now or nothing. It was on the low ebb. Uh, you remember, Brother Graham, you were just um, a little boy at the time. And so that's what it was. And I listened to that and I thought, oh my, I've hit angels. One day coming round the corner of the house and about the second day, I met one of the men. I said, how do you do, sir? Let me just uh, break that one down. Brother Branham went into the meetings. Brother the Pentecostals. He had never met them before. Uh, that is um, in a place called Mishawaka. That is in the late 30s, I believe, or early 30s. And then in these meetings, uh, it was so glorious. The power would come down. And there was a man and another man who often one would speak in tongues. Brother Branham, though he was born and grew up with a supernatural life, but he was raised among Baptists where there was no much supernatural going on. Now he bumps into people who, are, who believe the supernatural and where the power of God falls. Now there was a man, one of them would speak in tongues as I've said, this is wonderful. Where have I been, Omar? I've met angels. So he was coming from a room like this. Maybe it was in the break of a convention. And then he meets one of the men that he saw there. Among those who were being used by the Holy Spirit. He asked, How do you, sir? He said, How do you do? What's your name? He said, Branham. He said, where are you from? Here. I said, no, I'm from. He said, here? I said, no, I'm from Jeffersonville. He said, well, that's fine. Are you a Pentecostal? I said, no, sir. I said, I just don't accept the Pentecostal way of receiving the Holy Spirit. I said, however, I said, I'm here to learn. He said, well, that's, that, that's mighty fine. That's mighty nice. And talking to him, catching his spirit like the women at the well, the woman at the well, he was a real Christian. You see, Brother Brahma had this gift where he could catch your spirit and then he breaks into vision and sees your life. He was a real Christian. Brother, I mean, he rang out all right. He was good. Oh. Then he said, about that evening, afternoon, sometime, 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 I met the other one. I said, how do you do, sir? He said, how do you do? What's your name? I told him. He said, are you a Pentecostal? I said, no, sir. Not just, not exactly Pentecostal. I don't guess. I said, I'm just up here to learn. He said, You ever got the Holy Ghost? I said, I don't know. I said, According to what you all got, 
I guess I haven't. Ever spoken tongues? I said, no, sir. Say, then you haven't got it. And I said, well, I guess that's right. I, I don't know. I've just been preaching about two years. Less. And I said, I don't know too much about it. I said, maybe I don't know. I, said, I can't understand because what I was trying to hold him there. To catch it. And when I did, if I ever met a hypocrite, there was one them. One of them. His wife was black-headed. And he was living with a blonde-headed woman. Had two children by her. And speaking in tongues. Just as perfect as could be. And I said, now Lord, what have I got into? From angels, I didn't know what I was into. Now, here he has not given all the details, but in other places, he gives more details. This man was a black man. By the way, for your information, the Pentecostal movement, 1906, was born mainly among black people. And it was led by black people. Pentecostals don't talk about, they don't want to talk very much about that. They don't want to promote that. Because what a, a white man has not promoted remains dormant. That's why the teachers in school who discovered Lake Victoria, who discovered River Nile, it is the Basoga of, of Ginger. Because that's where they live. But they tell us it's a Muzungu who discovered for us when we lived here from it. So, what they have promoted, what they have not promoted is not promoted. But the Pentecostal movement was led by black people. That revival 1906. There were very few whites. Even the pastor of that church that had the revival on the street was by the name of Simon. He was a black Negro. You see? And then many of them were blacks. And where they had come to this place in Mishawaka, the other place there was segregations there. So they wanted to come to a region a state where there was no segregation so that the blacks and whites could all mix in the convention. So this man being black but he had a, a black woman married with a black woman. His race. But he had another concubine. Blonde headed. And had children with her. Secret. And he was, he could drink. 
no mwenge ya nyuanga he could smoke yafuanga ne sigara he could fight yarwananga and he could curse era yavumanga but here he is ne kali wuno he's being used by the holy ghost akoze siba moyo mutukuvu that's what is happening today no rwalero byebiri mugena maso even in the churches ne makanisa you see olaba i we have Pentecostal pastors today who live all kinds of life. They even divorce their wives, marry others. Produce children with women in the church And they continue doing miracles. I went to meeting that night. Let him find a good seat there and sit. Don't mind about it. And that spirit would fall. Brother, you could feel it. That was the Holy Spirit. Now, let me just say, uh, summarize it, because if I keep reading, it will get long and long. So, when Brother Branham caught that, one of them was a genuine Christian, the other was a real black hypocrite, but the Holy Spirit was falling on both of them. One would speak in tongues, another one would interpret. This one was bearing good fruits, the other one was thorns and prayers. And then when he told him, but sir, I can see this in your life. You have a woman at home, a woman, and you have another woman, white woman, and you have children with her, and you drink, and you smoke, and you curse. I see the things. The man just walked away. So Brother Branham remained in the air. He didn't know what to believe. What is this now? I thought these are angels. I've seen the Holy Spirit fall on them. The very Holy Spirit that saved me is the same Holy Spirit anointing and blessing them. What is this? So when he reached home, he was still under confusion. Until he decided to go and seek God about He went to, uh, to his cave at Green Mill. Green Mill. That's why he used to go and pray. He went to seek God about that. While he was praying, God to interpret this. That scripture that was asked him in this question. Tell us what it means. Hebrews 6.4 It opened. It is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tested of the goodness of God and tested the Holy Spirit. And then it continued, and then it opened another one, another page. The earth drinks rain and But when it brings forth stones and briars, it is and no good, but subject to burn. He, he did not understand it again. He continued to prayer. And then as he continued to pray, he broke into uh, a vision. Ah, the Bible, the wind came. Open the Bible. 
he read in a scripture in Matthew 13 where Jesus said yes, we are a soul went to sow his seed and as he sowed his enemy came in at night sowed in tears and when they came to fusion, the servants came and asked him, Didn't you saw only good seed in your field? How come we are singing tears? He said, The enemy has done that. Should we go and approach them? He said, No, leave them until the harvest. And the harvest, the Lord will send his angels to gather all those people who do wickedly and they will be bound together, thrown in fire for the children of the kingdom will be taken to heaven. And then still he could not have proper understanding. Then he broke into vision. He saw it literally. He saw the earth rolling before him. And there it was spread before him like a mat. And then he saw a man going on in white and he was sowing seed in a field that is well, well broken and well removed all the weeds and he sowed wheat and then uh, uh, then he left then he saw the night come then he saw in the night in the dark he saw a, 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 a hypocrite, a crook putting on black. He went around the same field. He was and then uh, he saw now a daybreak. He saw them germinate. As they germinated, then he saw uh, he saw them uh, the, the, the leaves and everything. And then the sand became dry, strong, hot, And then he saw uh, the leaves of the tears withering, and the weeds. Of the wheat withering. And he had them spray. He had this plant pray. Lord, send the rain. And he saw also the, the, the tear pray. Lord, send the rain. Then all of a sudden, the skies became dark. And then, Rain poured from the skies. And as it fell on them, the wheat, the leaves stood up and shouted, Praise God! Glory to God! And also the tear stood up and praise glory to God! Praise the Lord! Can you imagine? So he understood what all this means. That the rain, which is the Holy Ghost, he falls on the just and the unjust. He understood why the people who are anointed by the Holy Ghost are living a very dirty a very wicked life. They can receive the anointing, be anointed, 
Cast out demons. Heal the sick. Perform miracles. Speak in tongues. Prophesy. See visions. But living a wicked life. They still, they ba, cheat, ba, they ba, lie, they commit adultery, ba, they, they do anything ba, the they when they get in church, they worship, get in the spirit, and they, the power of God comes on them. But the same power comes on the just. So brother, sister, testing of the fruits of the land, does not give you the Holy Spirit and does not give you eternal security. And this message is very serious now because we are at the border at the verge of the coming of the Lord. You may have tested the goodness of the Lord but that's not a permit to heaven. But the life you are living, how you treat the word of God in your life is what matters. Praise God. Let us go in up at once and, and possess the land. Therefore, brother, sister, no, brother, sister, if you are an elect, I believe the Lord has spoken to your heart. I believe you are beginning to check your life to compare it with the word of God. And if you found, if you find yourself wanting, please, Bambi. Forget about what you think uh, you were blessed with. And go back on the knees. Seek the face of the Lord. Stay before God. In prayer and fasting. And repentance. Take the courage, the determination, seek the face of the Lord. He will pardon all your sins. He will remove the wrong nature, the worldly nature, out of you. He will wash you. He will fill you with the Holy Spirit. And he will abide in you. You will possess him. And he will bear the fruits of righteousness. The fruits of the word of God in your life. Wherever you are. Salvation is a personal affair. I believe that's why God has allowed this lockdown. Because when we are together here, we all bathe the blessings and we bathe them 
You live feeling joy and thinking yourself. But now be isolated. Then see whether that same thing is possessing you. Because when God comes to bless Sister Jane, then Sister Jennifer also will feel the blessing. And the blessing was not coming for her. It was coming for wheat. But for you, you were a thorn. So you, you will also feel it. Rain comes to give people food. But thorns will also receive it because there is no way it can discriminate. Yes. But when you are alone there, that's when you know whether that Holy Ghost that you have always felt whether it was really yours or it was for some other people. Are you still working with him in your isolation? As a family you and your wife where there are no brethren no church no pastor you are alone two months you have not seen pastor he has not seen you you are alone are you able to walk with Jesus when Christ is not there, is Jesus there? Are you with Jesus? Remember, person, pastor is not your personal savior. It's Jesus who is your personal savior. And one day you'll stand on the judgment bar. Alone. And you'll answer. Unjolens to mi banks I stand and cast a wasteful eye to scan and sphere and happy land where my possessions lie and burn for the promised land. Back for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I'm back for the promised land. Over those wet, extended plains, shines when in turn all day. They are quiet forever rains and scatters night away I'm born for the promised land I'm born for the promised land oh who will come and go with me I'm born for the promised
There is a testimony that has come to me. The other time I received a phone call from Brother Ngabirano. And he told me, For me, I thank God for this lockdown. I've benefited a lot. And he said, I've never enjoyed Christianity like I've enjoyed it at this time. I have time to pray. I read the message every day. I read a book. I read the Bible. And my heart is filled with joy. The presence I'm filled with the presence of God. And I say, Lord, help me. Lockdown, even if the lockdown will end, let me not go back to the situation that I was in before spiritual. Let me keep in this situation. Is that your testimony? I believe that's a wonderful testimony. Oh, no chilling winds, no pause, no breath, can raise that head full show. Sickness and sorrow, pain and death, I fear and fail no more. Burn for the promised land. Burn for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? Burn for the promised land. Burn for the promised land. Burn for the promised land. When shall I reach that happy place and be forever blessed? When shall I see my father's face and in his bosom race? Hallelujah. I'm bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and go with me? I'm bound for the promised land. Brother Abio told me, Brother Fred Angami, his wife has been sick for a long time. So for contact, he has sent, he has come with his, this piece of cloth. It is biblical. That in the Bible they would lay aprons and pieces of clothes upon the bottle of Paul. And they took them upon the sick. And the sick recovered. We have witnessed it here before. We believe even now it's going to happen.
For you, wherever you are, we may not be a piece of cloth. We are going to pray. If you're sick, just bow your head. Hold where you feel the pain. And raise your head and as we pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we have no any other healer but you. You are the Lord God who healeth us. Therefore, Lord, you are still our healer. You are still our dwelling place. You are still our salvation. I pray for your people everywhere there. Those that are sick, I send the word of healing to enter into their bodies and to heal them. Satan, you have no right into the bodies of God's children. Those bodies are their dwelling places. Because we are not the body, but we dwell in the body. The bodies are our dwelling places. Like Cain was, uh, like, like Canaan was their dwelling place. And they dwelt there. So they had the right to chase out all the strange tribes. Therefore, Satan, well, a strange one, to be in the bodies where we dwell. We command you to leave. The bodies of God's children. In the name of Jesus Christ. May the power of the Holy Spirit come upon their bodies and bring healing. We pray for Sister Ruth. Lord, as this cloth comes on her, may the power of the Holy Spirit come. Kick that devil, the demons out of her body that she will experience instant healing and that she will enjoy the health that our Lord Jesus Christ paid for us. Thank you Father for healing us. I pray Lord for the blessings of the Lord financial blessings Health blessings. Holy Ghost blessings. Let your people find favor before God and man. Let your blessings come upon them. Let them reign in their lives in abundance. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we ask and pray. We pray for our country. We pray for the countries around us. We pray for Kenya. We pray for Rwanda. We pray for Tanzania. We pray for Southern Sudan. We pray for Congo. Lord God, heal them, Father. May you intervene, Lord. Overcome that devil of coronavirus out of all these countries. And Lord God, 
give our leaders wisdom and integrity proper judgment and proper handling of the situation granted Lord we pray for America. We pray for Europe. We pray for Asia. We pray for your bride in those countries. Keep them, protect them. Let the blood of Jesus Christ stand between the bride and that demon of coronavirus that it will not come near her. Grant it, Father. We ask and pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, brothers and sisters. Stay blessed. And stay under his wings. In Jesus Christ's name.